Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I am, as always, your lovely host, Mike. And today, I'm going to talk about a personal bugbear of mine, and that is the MPAA, the Motion Picture Association that... They're, if you don't know who quite who they are, they're the ratings board for films. Now, they're not a new group. They've been around since, you know, 1922. But over the years, over the last, I, I want to say last probably 30, so, 30 to 40 years or so, the, the way films get rated have really changed rather subtly but not for the better. The one I'm talking about is, you know, the whole, the whole idea of the films MPAA and film ratings was, you know, back in the day, it, they were, it was a response to increasing censorship, the censorship of film here in the U.S. Now, you might be a little surprised, but honestly, you know, back in the day, the idea of free speech being enshrined in the Constitution uh, wasn't always followed very strictly by the government. In fact, it, there was lots of things in which, you know, forms of entertainment from literature, movies, comics, all these things had some sort of censorship placed upon them. Uh, hell, the comic book industry had the comics book authority for code authority for ages because it was considered a lesser form of entertainment and needed to be censored strongly and the arguments for it then are kind of like a lot of the arguments nowadays it just you know enraged morally outraged a subset of people and because they're loud and obnoxious they were getting their way so that's kind of the start. It was in response to the overt censorship of artistic works. However, as, as time has kind of progressed, there had been a, a subtle shift in how films were rated. For a, There was a time, you know, back like in the 70s, in which a film was rated uh, PG-13. A great example is the film Wizards. Uh, Wizards is a Ralph Bakshi film. It's rated PG-13. It has uh, sexual innuendo, some some language, not a lot, but some. I wouldn't say really strong language, but a little bit of uh, profanity. And lots of uh, violence, you know, blood and violence. But it was rated PG-13, back when PG-13 actually meant something. Now, now it's everything. Everything kind of shifted, and it's as though the uh, the MPAA had shifted its priorities. What I'm talking about, and I'm not the first one to critique it. Lots and lots of criticisms has been heaped up on the MPAA over the years that there were they there was far more emphasis on those on the board doing the ratings, the MPAA board, 
and more emphasis was placed on uh, sexual scenes over uh, language and violence. There, in fact, uh, Roger Ebert pointed out of Siskel and Ebert, he pointed out that there was far too much emphasis being placed on scenes that of a sexual nature than there were on the gratuitous violence. It seems as though the violence was just something they kind of hand-waved away, and anything that even remotely talked about some kind of sexual encounter, that was brought, that was, they came down hard on it. You need to cut this, or we're going to give you an NC-17 rating, or at the time, like an X, before that, an X rating. And if you're wondering, well, what's the big deal? The thing is, is that the vast, vast majority of theaters will not display a film that has an NC-17 rating. They simply refuse. There's no say, There's no rule stating that they can't. There isn't. It's a self-imposed thing that they say, no, NC-17 films will not be shown in our theaters. Well, then you might be thinking, ah, fuck it, then why bother with the ratings? Ah, no theater will show an unrated film either. None of the big ones. Maybe a small art house place, but that's it. So you can go from a national release to releasing in 20 theaters nationwide. Not hundreds of theaters, 20. And that's it. Small little art house theaters that hold maybe 50 to 75 people. Yeah, that can be a bit of a blow to the budget and to the box office take. Now, like I said, I'm not the first one to critique the MPAA. You know, there have been lots and lots of people from filmmakers, uh, critics of the industry, all sorts of things. But one of the big criticisms that a number of these guys have had has been the emphasis, not just on the sex scenes, but that they come down even harder if there is the idea of homosexuality. So if you had a, let's say, for the sake of saying, you made a film. The film is about a young woman and she finds herself, she finds herself that she realizes that, you know, I'm just, I'm different from the other girls. I'm, I'm gay. And then it's that exploration of the fact that she's gay. And the only thing that, could be construed as an intimate moment is that there's a same-sex kissing scene. And that's as far as it goes. Not hot and heavy, just, you know, same-sex kissing scene. It's just one of those moments, like a moment of realization for the character. And the MPAA board will come down even harder on you, <clears throat> excuse me, will come down even harder on you for that scene. In fact, they will slap it with an NC-17 unless you cut it out. Well, that's a part of the film, part of the story, part of the character's journey. It's integral to the whole damned thing. And you assholes want me to cut it out because why? Because it's about a gay person. Now, I'm... I'm not saying that, you know, the whole idea of when you force the idea of 
gendered politics into a story, you know, artificially forcing it in. It's not in there because it's integral to the char- to a character's journey or to the story at large. But when it's carefully crafted and we woven in to the story, it's integral to the character. The idea of taking out something like that that's integral to the character. It's that moment of realization. And then someone says, no, because it's two gay people, we can't have that. Because, God forbid, it goes out in theaters and people catch the gay. That really is what you, what uh, comes, that's what comes across to you. The real problem with the MPAA is, A, they're not accountable to anybody. They're not. They're just not accountable to anybody. B, you don't know who these people are. You never know who they are. You're not allowed to know. When you are a filmmaker and you're getting your film rated and you go in, and this is how it was described, you're taken into a room after uh, these members have gone and watched the film to, to give their rating, and then you're taken into a room there are these people kind of arrayed before you as though you're sta- almost standing trial. The problem is, is that they're dictating to you what you need to change in your film in order to get the rating that you're after. You know, whether it's a PG, PG-13, or an R rating, what have you. And then they'll dictate, you need to cut this, you need to cut this, you need to cut that, you need to cut that. And then we'll re-review it and see if it deserves an R. This, that's the thing. And you, as the filmmaker, are not allowed to ask any questions. You're not allowed to talk to these people. You're not allowed to give feedback and try and argue your case. That's not allowed. They, it's, it's their way or the highway. That right there is a huge issue because the folks that are involved, they're not accountable to anyone. And so they can't answer for their actions. They're not, they're not held accountable to you, the, the general audience that may want to consume this film. They're not held accountable to anybody. So filmmakers can't question their decisions. So if this, if this had been a conversation that I would be having with you guys, oh, 15 years ago, this would be one of those things where it's like, I don't see this getting better because they have such a sway, such a power that I don't see that. And they're never going to loosen their grip. So the idea, if you want to, as a filmmaker, want to uh, explore scenes when it comes to, you know, like the gay community or you want to explore what, is going on, you know, the the personal life and relationship of a particular kind of person, you know, gay, straight, uh, able-bodied, disabled, what have you. <clears throat> Different kinds of religious views, as an example. And the M- MPAA could just swiftly bat you down and say, no, you're not allowed. Because we personally find some parts of this terribly objectionable and 
That's the problem. The ratings are subjective to this small group of these assholes who all think that they have some kind of supernatural ability to decide how a film should be rated because, well, I just don't think that this film is suitable for me and my family. Well, no shit. Not every film is going to be suitable for everybody. It's subjective. That's the way it works. Sometimes some films are designed to make you feel uncomfortable, to make you think. But that's not what they—that's not what they're looking for. That's not what they're interested in. They want something that's going to, uh, you know, speak to their own personal biases. <laughs> that's not how this works. But and you know, like I said, fifteen years ago, I would have thought. We can protest this and we can say anything we like, but unfortunately, if you want to make a film and you want to get it out there without some kind of going through the whole rigmarole and horseshit of the MPAA ratings board, you were pretty much screwed. There was not a whole lot you could do. However, nowadays, that thing has, uh, the MPAA has lost some of that power. How? It's simple. You now have lots of streaming sites. Now, are you going to get the same kind of national or international uh, viewership from a streaming site that you're going that you could get from a national and then international film release? No, probably not. In fact, in most cases, definitely not. The big thing here is that uh, you still get an audience. You don't have to deal with these assholes. You just don't have to. You can, in personal fact, make a film, have it as you like it, and then take it to some place like uh, Amazon. Put it on, out on Amazon Prime. You know, you upload it. You have all the things. Now there are some things that they ask you not to do and they'll they'll review it but for the most part they're a hell of a lot more lenient than the MPAA uh, you could put it on uh, YouTube again there are a number of hoops that you have to jump through with you know YouTube but there are other streaming sites hell you could even if you really wanted to if you had the the chops and some some connections, you could probably get a chance with things like Netflix. Hulu, not so much. Netflix is far more likely than Hulu. Hulu is far more of a kind of a repository for TV studios and movie studios to kind of dump properties for a while to try and get a little bit of uh, revenue out of. Various properties that, uh, hell, they... They probably think, eh, there's not a lot we can get out of this at the moment. And eh, we'll just throw it on Hulu, fuck it. Though now a lot of them have been seeing, oh wait, that can actually make a lot of money. And then they've been jumping ship lately and starting their own streaming. That's never going to work out for everybody. I mean, Disney, yeah, I can see Disney surviving with their Disney Plus if they're not completely stupid. 
when it comes to some of their bigger IPs they own now and trying to undermine themselves at every freaking corner. But not everyone's going to be. I mean, CBS All Access? Oh, come on. Please. They have two things, two different kinds of Star Trek, and neither one of them has the staying power, in my opinion, to last them. So, yeah, right. CBS All Access? I do not see that fucking thing lasting. It'll probably end up going the way of the... It'll end up being like a CW. Pretty soon it'll just be like a dumping ground for bad ideas. That's what I That's what I predict that's happening. Oh no, the CW has great shows. Bullshit. I've seen the shows on the CW. It's a dumping ground for bad ideas. Bad and half-baked ideas. Let's just put it that way. A little bit of a tangent. Uh, but the MPAA, because of this, because of these streaming services, they're trying to find ways to... Uh, shoehorn themselves into this process. I mean, they were really upset with the idea of getting these unrated films out there to the public without going through there, having gone through the whole saintly gaze of the MPAA and been given their blessing with a rating. They're a little, they get a little pissy about that, but it's like, you know, the streaming services that are doing it, they're like, you know, we think we can handle it. This is going to be our library to offer to our customers. And the customers uh, haven't really been complaining about this. They've actually been clamoring for the idea without having to go through all this. And the filmmakers that are doing this were like, we'd rather not deal with the MPAA, thank you. We'll do whatever you ask when it comes to what content can and can't be shown to a degree. But, you know, we won't do strong pornography or anything like that or anything illegal. But that's about as far as we're willing to go with you guys. And when they're like, yeah, sure, go for it. What do you need the MPAA for? But so long as there are movie theaters and movie studios willing to make movies for those theaters the MPAA is going to continue to exist. Though their, their presence is not going to be as strongly felt. Quite honestly, I'm not sure. With the uh, current situation from around the world, you know, not just here, here in the U.S., but internationally, with so much having been locked down for so long and so many delays and things. Some people, they're going, as soon as they get the chance to go out and have do have some fun, they're going to go to and do the things and get out and get that, you know, excitement of being free for a while and be able to do something. And if the theaters are still closed because of the whole, we need to have some kind of uh, social distancing for a while still, that's not going to be good for the theaters or for the studios making the films. And they're going to start looking more towards getting their films. I mean, we're already seeing it throughout the whole quarantine period where a number of films that were going to come out but had to be delayed because of the quarantine measures being offered out into uh, streaming. You know, you pay a fee and you watch it streaming. <laughs> I mean... 
that kind of just completely cut out theaters. I don't see that working out for the theater owners. I mean, if there's no longer a demand, what's the point? So, and then with that, the MPAA loses even more of that uh, death hole that they've had when it came to film ratings. <laughs> Though I will, I would like to, I really want to tell this one story uh, when, it, when it comes to just how uh, the MPAA, with its self-righteous delusions, is still it's it still can be fooled these people can be <sighs> let's say the board who are really full of themselves can in fact be bamboozled and here is a great story now the guys you the creators of south park you may have heard of them matt stone and trey parker when they did uh, Team America, their puppet show, there was a particular scene. It's a sex scene between two of the characters, but it's two puppets. That's just funny. What they ended up doing is they ended up making this one long, incredibly ungainly scene in which they were throwing in all sorts of these nasty, disgusting kind of uh, sex fetishes, you know, um, puppets pissing on each other, shitting on each other, doing all of these things to the point where the scene was just this enormously long, drawn-out scene that the that May, Matt and Trey were going, yeah, this thing is going to have to be cut down by like 80-90% in order to keep us on track for the distance. But that's how they presented their film with that ungodly sex scene. And these people were just so horrified that they're like, you need to cut out this much of that scene, of these scenes. For the, the sex scene, you have to cut it down like by a ton. And they just kind of looked at them and went, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. And as they left, they were like, yeah, we were going to cut it down anyway, dumbasses. <laughs> that is hilarious. You can find ways to kind of circumvent them just because of their own personal <laughs> oh i love it i absolutely love it now will when will the mpaa can well this the, th the real big problem with the mpa is they never publicize their standards it's always it's always been the secret, much like the members of the board itself. Because of that, we don't know what the objective rules are. Because if you have any real sense of uh, entertainment, you know it's subjective. It's like comedy. One person finds this really funny, and this person doesn't find it funny at all. We need some kind of standard in order to kind of judge stuff. But... The MPAA has never publicized what their standards are when they're looking at a film, judging it for ratings. They never, never discuss that. It's always kept in the dark. You're never allowed to know. And that's probably because they don't have any set standards. It's just based on, oh, how does this make you feel kind of thing. 
because they're just and they're just flying by the seat of their pants. I honestly believe that they they just do this because they of, of the people that they end up picking to be the raiders. Oh, this will be the great cross section. But they are very selective about who they pick. They never tell anyone who they pick or how they pick them. Just that no no, they're they're the average cross section of the general audience. It's like, well then you know, tell us how you picked them. What were your standards on picking them? What qualified them to be these raiders? Nothing. You can't know any of this. Well, what are the standards by which you judge and make the ratings? Uh, you can't know that either. And that's because, A, they're very much cherry-picking people that they want involved in the ratings. They want these kinds of people doing this so it goes in whoever's directing it their way the way they see things so i'm going to pick the people who are going to agree more with me that's so yeah that's i there there's just there's a lot out there though critiquing uh, the mpaa the fact honestly though i just don't i think their uh, relevancy has slipped by quite a bit thanks to the age of uh, digi the digital downloads and digital streaming. Quite honestly, the MPAA just doesn't have the same kind of relevance that they used to, and thank goodness for that. Because quite honestly, a shadowy organization that you'll, you don't have any idea how they came to the decisions they do, why they made the decisions that they do, why they're so lax on one aspect of film and so reactionary to another that it's bizarre and they're not willing to discuss why they've made such decisions fuck them so yeah i think that's going to be uh, it for me for today on this subject so everyone out there stay safe and i will catch you next time